Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 257 of the Drunk Bastard Podcast. I'm your host as always, I am Tyler, and joining me, we have the man, the myth, the legend himself, Sir Colonel Gables. What's up, buddy? Hey, Tyler, I am doing alright. Playing a bunch of games, having a bunch of fun, and just <laughs> being myself. <laughs> oh, good, good. That's good for everybody, especially the ladies. Of course. Mm-hmm. But anyway, how are you doing, Tyler? Mm. Sorry, I was mid-drinking. Uh, I'm doing alright. It is a Saturday night. I had a, uh, had a Friday off. That was pretty nice. First mm. real day off since Extra Life. So... <laughs> Uh, so it was nice to have that. Uh, but yeah, I'm doing alright. Doing the same as you, pretty much. Playing a lot of games. Uh, not really jumping to anything specific, but uh, just kind of playing a bunch of different things. But, but anyways, no, this is uh, Drunk Nurse Podcast. That was a quick intro right there. Less than a minute. It's pretty good for us. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, doing alright though. Not so tired anymore. Having uh, uh, had any uh, pooping problems lately, like I did last week with my, with my manager. <laughs> So that's good, you know. Everything's working great in that section, so things are getting better. Uh, but it's been, um, you know, I think we'll just jump into the news first because it's not a lot. I think we can fly through that. It's been we've started we're starting to switch places now in um, gaming. We're like last, yeah, we've had a few games pop up here and there, uh, but for the most part, it's been uh, so a decent amount of news in the first few months of the year. But and then you know a handful of pretty good games. But now we're in the and we're starting to, like things are starting to turn a little bit. So now we're starting to see a lot more games popping up, especially because it's the end of the fiscal year. Everybody's trying to get their games out. Um, yeah. But not a lot of news this week, so I'm I'm thinking we can just fly through it fairly quickly. Um, we're gonna start off with uh, we'll, we'll do the Nintendo stuff first. Um, so we talked about last week they announced their their Nintendo Nindies uh, presentation. Uh, was going to take place on Wednesday the 20th, I want to say? Mm-hmm. Oh, no, 21st. I don't know. Whatever. It was Tuesday or Wednesday. And uh, anyways, It was on a Tuesday, yeah. Tuesday, thank you. So it was about 11 minutes long, and they ran through a decent amount of games. Uh, we're going to go through them real quick, and then we'll talk about um, kind of what caught our eye. But first off, uh, Travis Strikes Again, No More Heroes. was uh, got some more gameplay for that. Um, showed up with some more details. We got a... Uh, seems like... There is a um, Hotline Miami level, and like there's seven different uh, like game types you're gonna play in this game. Uh, they also announced that uh, there's a bunch of different T-shirts from like other indie games that um, Travis Touchdown will wear, and Hyperlight Drifter is one of those. Uh, then we had another game called The Messenger. Uh, it is like it's been described as like a Ninja Gaiden type of game, side scroller. You play as a ninja. And uh, you start off with like it's eight it's eight bit um, style, and then like you uh, like something happens and you're like thirty years in the future now, and now it's sixteen bit, and you can bounce back and forth kind of like links uh, link to the past where there's two worlds, but one world is eight um, bit, and then the other world that's thirty years in the future is sixteen bit. Um, so hearing some good things about that. Um, next up is a game called Garage. It is a kind of a top down. Uh, twin stick shooter, much like uh, Smash TV, uh, or like kind of like the actually like Alien Nation or Zombie Nation, really more like Zombie Nation, where you uh, uh, twin stick shooter and you uh, just fighting off hordes of hordes of zombies. Um, not really more to it was shown off other than that. So it's come uh, all these games are coming this year. It sounds like uh, spring and summertime is what they're saying for a lot of these. Uh, Lightfall. It is a um, side scroller game. Looks when I saw it, immediately thought of Celeste. 
where you play um, like uh, I don't know what you play as, but basically like you, it's a platformer, and you get these like you can summon four cubes, and you use those to like get to the next sections. You got and you can crawl up the sides of them, and that's kind of where I, I when I saw that I'm like, oh, it looks just like Celeste, um, but the art style looks pretty cool, and that is also coming out this summer. Uh, another game shown off was a game called Bomb Chicken. Uh, kind of <laughs> looks like uh, more like a Game Boy Advance style graphics, uh, like a little nicer than like 16-bit, but not quite like you know uh, PlayStation or like GameCube style or anything like that. And, but basically, you play as a chicken uh, who lays instead of eggs, he lays bombs, and he has an unlimited amount of bombs. You can use that to get you can like stack bombs on top of each other, get to higher sections. Or, and you also use it to uh, defeat enemies and open up new areas to get to and solve puzzles. Uh, it's a 2D side-scroller. Um, you can also be killed by the bomb, your own bombs itself. Um, hearing good things about that as well. And then another one, uh, Just Shapes and Beats. Uh, this is a game that's a musical game. Uh, looks much like a like Geometry War uh, Twin Six style game, but you are like all the enemies and all the shapes pop up on the on your uh, screen to the beat of the music you're, you're listening that's playing um it's a bullet hell type of game um i think that's also coming out this summer and uh another game called pode i believe that's how you announce it um i don't actually remember what the hell this one is i'm sorry i forgot which one that one is um <laughs> look at the uh, heavily inspired, inspired by Norwegian art culture, Poe pits you in control of two unlikely companions as they travel through the insides of a mysterious and magical mountain with only each other's uh, help. These unlikely travel companions will solve puzzles, riddles, and serious uh, while also using unique abilities that overcome obstacles. Um, yeah, I don't remember that one. Sorry. Uh, that was the other game that was shown off. Uh, there was a couple other ones shown off. There was like, uh, there was like an adult swim game that was like you play like it's a pool type of game, like a pool table type of a game um those are the kind of the main ones that came out of it uh gables was there anything that came, came out of this that kind of caught your eye well yeah there were definitely a couple of games that did catch my eye messenger was one of them because of the whole aesthetic of uh the reminiscent of ninja gaiden a game a game that i really played plenty of over the past couple of years considering how fast and intense those games can be and it looks like the type of challenge where it's kind of like right up my alley in terms of uh hard Knock sort of 2D sort of uh, action games. <laughs> yeah. But uh, another one that was announced during the Nintendo Direct, which I'm kind of interested in checking out, was all like West of Loathing. Now, West of Loathing was a Steam game that was released last year, which had some critical acclaim to it. And it definitely seems like the type of game which is it's so silly and it looks like it's so over the top, though, that I would just love to try it out. It's basically a game, you have a bunch of stick figures and stuff, and you do a lot of various, like, uh, crap in the West. <laughs> That's definitely something that I want to try to, uh, maybe try out and stuff, but... Yeah, you know what? Other than Messenger, West of Loathing, and I think there's another game, but I can't remember that either. But, uh, there was actually some pretty good stuff that, uh, they went over. There was at least about three or four different games that I wanted to try to play that they announced that in Nindy's Direct. Yeah. Um, well, for me, you know, we were talking about last week, I think it was a bit where I overhyped myself somewhat, where we were talking about all these games that were shown off at previous Nindy's Directs, and I'm like, alright, cool, what's the next, I'm like, I, I think I was anticipating like the next great um, like, indie game out there, and 
this didn't really like none of the games on here really kind of grabbed me and uh i think they're like now you know, it used to be back in the day like there was like they great indie games like stood out yes uh like and you like and there's still to this you know to, to, there's still some great ones that stick out nowadays but like games like limbo or braid um those were getting like super meat boy things like that they stood out and they were unforgettable. now it's like now it's like there and then there's only a handful of those a year now it seems like there's like one or two that come out a month or even like a week nowadays uh so it seems like like there's like this really cool like great indie game that comes out and then like a few weeks later there's like the next great indie game that came out um so <laughs> i think the bar has been set way higher and um we're seeing a lot my dog's playing with the toy now no louis he's he got his bob ross squeaker toy in bark box <laughs> this month and he loves it bob ross was the theme for bark box this month by the way people um <laughs> and he's a big fan of uh, his bob ross uh, squirrel thing uh but anyways um yeah like i was saying though like i think our what we expect to kind of blow us away is maybe almost to a for me personally i should say uh kind of an ungodly uh level now where it's like i need like i need something different something i've never seen before and not that like these games are like oh it's just another one of those but like not trying to disservice them but like these games are it's like I played like really good games of these already. Like, what's your twist? What's the thing that makes you stand out from the rest? And none of these really. I mean, there's some unique games in there, like Bomb Chicken. Um, there's that. I can't remember the other game, but there's that one I was mentioned with the pool table. Um, hmm. But the only one that really kind of stuck out to me when I watched it uh, was Just Shapes and Beats. Not really like. Uh, oh yeah. This isn't like you know groundbreaking game. Uh, you know like. But it's kind of it's like Geometry Wars Twin Six Shooter, but just like like it's kind of the res um in there too. I'm not even a res guy, but like it looks so cool, like the music playing and like the base like you gotta like dodge all the the shapes and everything that are coming to and if they hit you you die, and that was the one that really like stood out to me. Like uh, uh that that's that's probably one I'm gonna pick up day one. The rest of them like I, like I've mentioned pod or pod whatever you want to call it don't even remember what that one is uh half like by the time the, the event was over i'm like i already forgot half these games uh like none of them stuck out to me um really like that like not like trying to say like them like they're bad but just n- not memorable games really i mean there's some cool stuff like the messenger that looks real, that not my kind of game cool premise though uh i am definitely not a ninja Gaiden guy um but yeah, I thought it was okay. Uh, to me, the biggest thing coming out of it was something that wasn't even talked about at the Ninny's event. It was announced after the Ninny's event, and like a, just a side thing. But Hyperlight Drifters coming to the Switch, and that was yep. um, the coolest thing to me. And like Travis Touchdown has a Hyperlight Drifter shirt you can wear in the game. That's not going to sell me on the game, but um, it's game I'm already interested in. I've talked about it previously, but like, I've already bought Hyperlight Drifter twice. I own a physical copy and I own the digital copy. And I'm just like, man, I kind of want to just buy that again. Just keep supporting these guys because that's like legitimately one of the best games of this generation to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just want to kind of keep supporting those guys the uh, best I can. And uh, that's one way for me to do it. So that of all the games that were kind of shown off that were announced for uh, indie games or just just really indie games in general, the one that stuck out to me most was uh, a port to the Switch of one of my favorite games of all time. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean... I'm not trying to like, I, like I said, 
my expectations are so incredibly high now that it's going to take a lot to impress me. And I've been burned a lot in the past, and I've talked about it a lot. I think last year or the year before, uh, beginning of last year probably, about I got burned a lot in 2016 mm-hmm. on like indie games. Like, oh, that's a cool looking style, and I bought it. And it was like, oh, this game is actually just all style, no substance, or it's just a bad game, or this is like, oh, it's just I played a million of these games already. And uh, so I think I'm kind of trying to get out of that now. And uh, it's like one of those things where I'm, I'm gonna, more of a wait and see type of uh, person now when it comes to indie games. Now it's not just, uh, it used to be like, oh, that's a cool style. I'm gonna, that's a day one buy. Now it's, you get, I, I want to, you know, there's obviously going to be some exceptions to the rules, but I still want to, a lot of the games are going to, I want to hear some buzz around you first before I, I jump into it. Uh, but moving on to some more Nintendo news. Uh, so. Uh, they announced the top telling, uh, t- top telling, top ten selling. Uh, I, I, I combined ten and selling at the, in, in one, into one word. Uh, but the top ten selling indie games on the Switch so far. Um, this is as of March fifth, so basically a, a year and two days into the launch of the Switch. And these are all, only games that didn't have a physical release. Okay. Uh, so these are like true indie games. Um, so I'm gonna start from ten and go up. Uh, so number ten was Shovel Knight Treasure Trove. 9, mm-hmm. NBA Playground, 8, Overcooked Special Edition, 7, Enter the Gungan, 6, Golf Story, 5, Fast RMX, 4, Celeste, mm-hmm. uh, 3, Kamiko, 2, Stardew Valley, and number 1, SteamWorld Dig 2. Nice. Uh, yeah, so uh, I think I own just the one out of these, actually, uh, Kamiko. Uh, that's the one I actually bought, um, and I, you know, we've talked about the game back in the day. And we were just actually just talking about it yesterday. Um, Gables and I were playing, played for a few hours, just got in, played Burnout Paradise for a few hours and shooting the shit. And we started talking about Kamiko for a little while. And here it is. It was a third, uh, highest selling game. Uh, that one came out a month or two after the Switch came out. It did. Uh, SteamWorld Dig 2 came out in September. Stardew Valley came out at the end of the last year. Celeste has only been out for a couple months at most. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Fast RMX was a, was a launch title. Golf Story came out in the summer. Uh, Overcooked and Inner the Gungan, I think, came out in like late summer, early fall. Inplay Playground actually came out in the summertime, got taken off the store because it was so bad, and they re released it later in the year. Um, fixed, and then I think Shovel Knight Treasure Trove was also a launch title. Uh, so kind of a cool little mix of uh, some, some big games that came out for it. But uh, anything really stand out to you on that list? Yeah, just give me a moment here. <clears throat> Well, yes, what's mostly surprised me are the games that have released this past year, you know, on the Nintendo Switch. Like Celeste. You know, Celeste has only been out, not even for like a full month yet. And it's like, it's already like the number four fastest selling like indie game yeah. on the Nintendo Switch. I mean, that is amazing in and of itself. But uh, I'm not so surprised with some of the other titles that were on there, like say Fast RMX. I mean, yeah, that was going to be a... Like a top seller and stuff. And Steam World Dig 2, you know, didn't think yeah. it would be number one, but it still thought it was like within the realm of like 10 and stuff. But uh, I'm more so surprised that, uh, I'm more so surprised that you didn't, don't see like some of the other indie games that, uh, that were on there, like some of the rhythm based like uh, mm-hmm. titles, you say like uh, Voez and like Demo and all that other stuff, because those are pretty solid games too. But, uh, I guess maybe they're not considered indie as much as they are like full on releases, but yeah. yeah, you know, I'm just 
I'm actually just kind of surprised, like, in terms of not only Celeste being up there at four, but also because of, like, the number one being SteamWorld Dig 2. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's awesome. As someone that absolutely adores SteamWorld Heist, um, don't really... Admittedly, SteamWorld Dig games are not my bag, but I still recognize that those games are fantastic. Um, but uh, I'm just hoping the next game is SteamWorld Heist. Uh, but I'm, I'm happy to hear that 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 game is selling extremely well. Uh, Image and Form uh, is a great studio. They're knocking every game they've made out of the park, um, and they're someone that's uh, supported Nintendo for you know since really the beginning. And Nintendo's done a great job of supporting them as well. And uh, they've actually um, there was an interview he was on IGN uh, over I think Friday. He was on the Nintendo Voice Chat and. Uh, he, he was talking there. I think the CEO, I can't remember his Brian, and he, it's from, it's a Swedish company, so I don't know. I'm not even going to try to attempt to say his last name. But he talked about like when the first SteamWorld uh, Dig game came out on 3DS, they were out of money, and like if that game didn't sell, then didn't pass a Nintendo's, uh, uh, I don't know what you want to call it, but basically their test to be approved for launch, uh, then they were probably going to shut down. The game never would have seen the light of day. Came out, it was a. Uh, that game was on Nintendo's Nindies uh, uh, Direct, and it gave the game a bunch of buzz, and it came out still extremely well. Same with uh, SteamWorld Heist was on the 3DS first. Uh, SteamWorld Dig 2 was on the Switch first. So uh, they have repaid them uh, since basically the reason they're still around is Nintendo showing support and recognizing they yep. made a great game. Uh, and it's cool to see that they're still, I mean doing a great job on Nintendo and they're on everything now, but, uh, just, it's just great to see that, uh, start, Stardew Valley. Obviously that game came out. It's been out for over a, about a, almost two years now. And I see it still is doing extremely well. Kimiko, uh, was a, like a $6 game that I just kind of took a flyer on, um, last like April or uh, May. And I absolutely love that game. It's like only like an hour. Uh, you can play There's like three different characters. You can play through it. Um, differently with each character. Each character has different weapons, but still a really cool game. Celeste, obviously, Justin talked about it uh, a couple months ago when he played it, and I love that game. It's a game I definitely want to check out. It's just, I know I'm, I'm, I'm terrible at video games, and that's one of those games that's supposed to be extremely challenging, and I know that I wouldn't have a good time playing that game, so it's just best for me probably not to play it. Um, but yeah, the rest of the games, it's just cool to see that. Like, Shovel Knight's still doing extremely well. Uh, like, what, four or five years after launch? Um, it's yeah, it's really cool to see that. Like, it's cool to see that like all these indie games are doing extremely well. And there's like a bunch of other indie games that have come out that are selling extremely well yes. that aren't on this top ten list either. Like we talked about last week with Blooming Tales, uh, was saved because of Nintendo being on Nintendo Switch. Like no one bought it. It wasn't a big thing. Get a lot of buzz on Steam. Lisa on the Switch, and now the company is gonna you know they're still around because of that. So it's great to see. I actually picked it up just yesterday. I haven't played it yet, but I, I did purchase it. So uh, it's a link to the past esque type of game. So yeah, uh, really cool to see that. And um, you know, I can't wait for to kind of see all the other in, uh, in, indie games that come out to the Switch because it seems like uh, they're kind of the go to place for um, those smaller titles to go to right now. Uh, they're going to do they're gonna keep doing really well. But uh, moving on to some non Nintendo uh, news. Um, one of my favorite things of the month to talk about every month is the uh, February MPD numbers uh, for just last month. Uh, so go over, release all the sales numbers for the previous month. 
they actually have a top 20 list uh, for the last month. So I'm going to start from uh, number one and just work my way down. Uh, so for the second month in a row, Monster Hunter World is number one, the second, the number one highest selling game of the month. Number two, no real surprise, Call of Duty World War II. Number three, NBA 2K18. Number four, Dragon Ball Fighter Z, uh, Dragon Ball Fighters. Uh, number five, GTA V. Number six, Shadow of the Colossus. Seven, EA Sports, uh, UFC three. Eight, Kingdom Come Deliverance. Nine, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Ten, Super Mario Odyssey. Eleven, Rainbow Six Siege. Uh, 12, Breath of the Wild, 13, PUBG for Xbox One, 14, Bayonetta, Bayonetta 2, whatever you want to call it, 15, Madden 18, uh, 16, Assassin's Creed Origin, 17, FIFA 18, uh, 18 is Sword Art Online Feta Bullet, um, 19, Sims 4, and number 20, Star Wars Battlefront 2, uh, and also they do the top 10 games of 2018 so far. It's just the high, not the games that came out this year, but the highest selling games, um, basically in the la, uh, that come out, or the highest selling games since January first of this year. Uh, number ten, uh, UFC three, nine, Breath of the Wild, eight, Mario Kart eight Deluxe, seven, Mario Odyssey, six, NBA two K eighteen, five, PUBG for Xbox One, four, GTA five, three, Call of Duty World War two, two, Dragon Ball Fighters, and one, Monster Hunter World. Uh, so a lot of big games in that in that top twenty list, but anything that really stuck out to you that um, that's on this list? To be perfectly honest, not really necessarily, other than like the fact that Star Wars Battlefront Two is like all the way down now to like the bottom end of that list. Yeah, five <laughs> months after release, and uh, or at less than four. It was came out the week before Black Friday, so the end of November, and by the end of uh, February, so it was, what three months on the market, and it's already. About to fall out, fall out of probably ne- when we do the March MPD, num- MPD numbers. Probably, especially when the big games come out this month, uh, probably will not be on the list for ISO yeah. games. Um, what What's also kind of surprising though is like Dragon Ball Fighter stuff didn't really fall like a lot or anything yeah. else like that. It's still like right above PUBG and stuff like that. So it's like it's. Still gaining a bunch of momentum. I mean, especially since like uh, there's announcements for the two character DLC trailer, you know, two character DLC stuff that are going to be coming up soon. Yeah. So there's going to be some more play probably on the PS4 and Xbox One for that game. So it's like, yeah, you know, just not too many surprises. A lot of the same games that are on there, yeah, and some of this that sold like kind of like what they were going to sell, you know, with the, the Call of Duty one, the freaking like. Uh, Oh, not not just PUBG though, but some of the other big name games like Grand Theft Auto Five. So nothing really too surprising. Yeah, um, kind of with you. It's you know like I said, Star Wars Battlefront Two. Uh, that'd be, I mean, it, the the loot box thing has definitely done I, to me. Like when we talked about it a few months ago, I thought this game was still going to do really well, and it was still like I think the number two or three game of November and December as far as sales go, but it fell off rapidly. Um, you know, an EA game. It's also a Star Wars game. Those two things combined together, you would think would be in the top five, at least top ten, at the very worst, um, every month for a while, and see it just hanging on behind like games like Sims Four or Sword Art Online. Uh, it's crazy to me. Um, cool to see like Bayonetta number fourteen, first month on the market, uh, just a couple weeks on the market, really. And then you got like Breath of the Wild still number twelve, Rainbow Six Siege jumping back in the top twenty. Uh, game that's been out for 
uh, I think over three years now and still yep. holding on strong. It's getting, I mean, they just did a bunch of um, uh, new uh, content for it. So see that still you know, jumping up and still doing really well is awesome to see. Um, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is essentially the highest selling game on the Switch. I think Odyssey is still just nudging it out, but still crazy to see, see that in the top 10. Uh, Shadow of Colossus being number six. Kind of a bummer to see it that low, but it's a PS4 exclusive, and the other games ahead of it are, you know, like GTA 5, uh, NBA 2K18, Call of Duty, World War II, three big names. Uh, then you got, like, you know, Monster Hunter World and Fighters, Dragon Ball Fighters uh, are on everything, all, you know, PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Uh, so not really a big surprise to see that, but still, you know, it's cool to see it at number six, but it's hoping to be a little higher. Um, but it makes sense when you look at the, what's ahead of it. Um, yeah, no, it's it's, uh, it's cool to see that uh, there's some really great games out there that are still being supported. I mean, obviously, you're always going to see GTA Five is a game that will not die. I think that's going to be a top 20 game, probably until Red Dead Redemption 2 comes out. Uh, yeah. And maybe even after that, it might still very well be um, a top 20 game. But, uh, yeah, it's crazy to see that. <laughs> that game, highest-selling game of all time, and it's still you know doing extremely well. Uh, but moving on to our last topic, like I said, there's not a lot going on this week. Uh, God of War has gone gold, meaning it is nice. uh, done. They're going to start start pressing discs now. Comes out April 20th, so we're a few weeks out. Um, Gables, you were kind of talking about for the show, uh, but there was a big uh, event for a lot of uh, people, in the, uh, a lot of journalists that they got, that got to go play the first few hours of the game, and people come back raving about this game. So oh, that's yeah. great to hear. They're doing a lot of big changes. Um, I'm buying this day one. Uh, I mean, I'm kind of curious actually. Where where are you on this? Like, I I I dabbled in God of War one. Didn't I think I beat like three quarters of it and fell off? Uh, what is it, like? Are you excited for this game? And I'm kind of actually curious, like, what's what's your history of God of War? My history of God of War. Let's see. This dates back all the way from 2012, 2013, and stuff. But I dabbled with God of War back around the PS2 era, but. I did not have really a chance to play a lot of the games up until I had a PS3. So my history with it is I've played through the original of God of War. Yeah. I played it through on the collection disc on uh, the PS3. But I've played through Ghost of Sparta and also Chains of Olympus when they were on PSP. I've played through half of God of War 2. I still have yet to play bits of God of War 3 and stuff if I choose to. But where I stand on this one is... It looks different enough to where I may, I do want to give it a shot. That's just the thing, though. I mean, from what I've seen so far, it looks visually impressive. It looks totally different than some of the tones from, like, the past God of War games. From what it looks like, it's more of a methodical sort of combat system and nothing that's, like, way over the top and super, like, uh, Devil May Cry-style gameplay like it was accustomed to being for years on end. And uh, it looks like something which I could invest into, like, <laughs> hey, you know, it may not be day one, but it's definitely going to be around the time or something when uh, I don't have too much really to play during that later half of April. So it's like, hey, I'm interested in checking it out. Yeah. Um, like I said, day one by uh, the uh, kind of the it seems that they're focusing more on the characters and the story. Uh, we, you were mentioning before the show, but like, maybe maybe we'll actually kind of like Kratos because he was kind of a douchebag in the, for the well, original in the original game. So yeah, that's just just the things though because of uh, 
during the time when God of War was being worked upon, it was more focused upon the action and the con the combat oriented instead of like more so like the characters and this and that. I mean, I still kind of stand by the side where Kratos and stuff. He's kind of a terrible character in terms of like his fleshed out his characters stuff like that. I mean, there isn't really thing you can really sympathize with him about since he's made out to be this big old gigantic monster and stuff. It's like a gigantic dick, not only killing off like a bunch of, like, his uh, family and stuff like that in the games, but also, like, inside the uh, the freaking Greek gods and this and that, even though, even story-wise line, there's, like, he sort of, like, delved into this specific path or something like that, but, uh, yeah, he definitely, I feel in this game, is probably going to be a little bit more stomachable, <laughs> hopefully. Yeah, yeah, it seems like he's kind of matured a little bit, having a kid and all, uh, you know, I think I mentioned it a couple weeks ago or last week, but like, literally after he, the first boss of God of War three, he rips her head off, and then he, like the rest of the game, he keeps the head because he uses like to unlock doors, and he keeps yep. the head under a skirt, so it's kind of a, you know like right in his asshole, you know, the the, the head of a dead god uh, face is just <laughs> stuck forever in Kratos' butt, uh, so not really a good way to go out. Um, so kind of a you know shit thing to do to somebody after you rip their head off. Um, but, uh, even if they did deserve it, I don't know if they did or not. Uh, not, I'm not here to decide that. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, like I said, though, I definitely, uh, I, I'm curious to see like a more grounded version of it. Kind of, it's not that, that hack and slash, um, fad is thankfully over. Uh, so other, like, other than like platinum, nobody should do hack and slash games personally. And I mean like 18 platinum, not like uh mutants in Manhattan platinum. Uh, those guys should just go away. Um, yeah, so I'm definitely excited for this game. Uh, I'm curious, like, how like is this going to be a game like where you need to like play the other ones to understand it, uh, or maybe like you just need to know the gist of it. Like, it seems like basically like Kratos, after he, spoiler alert, kills Zeus in God of War three at the end, and Poseidon. Basically, all the Greek gods are dead because of him, and um, kind of goes into hiding and becomes a different person. And it seems like the the past kind of come back uh, to haunt him in a way. So I'm curious how much of the, like the previous games we need to know to understand this story. But uh, um, really, other than that, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, hopefully this game is great. Hearing great things about it, uh, hopefully it does a good good not only maturing of the character and, and the series, but also the gameplay. Uh, and I, yeah, I can't I can't wait to to get my hands on that game. Uh, but moving on to, uh, like I mentioned at the top of the show, games are coming out now, uh, which is really exciting for us. So we've both been playing some games this week, uh, so why don't we just jump into what we've been playing. Uh, so uh, Gables, uh, what have you been playing this week, buddy? All right. So to continue on from last week, I started continuing on with uh, my little journey that I've been going through with the Pokemon games called the Poke okay. Warriors Way. This past week has been sort of an interesting one as I managed to finish up Pokemon Crystal. And what's interesting about it is instead of doing like the usual six players, you know, six Pokemon on a team and do this and do that, I just decided to focus on one. One creature. I started it, I believe, last Sunday and uh, I think I finished it around like a few days ago, like say around Tuesday, (laughs) actually. Well... The thing was, I had in mind what type of moveset I wanted to give uh, my uh, Typlosion, 
nicknamed her Freda. <laughs> and she has Thunder Punch. She had Fire Punch. She had Attract. And uh, when she got to about level 60, taught her Flamethrower as well to try to take on uh, the Elite Four and stuff. So I went through the entirety of Pokemon Crystal, going through every single trainer I could find, going through all the gym leaders, going through all like the Elite Four and the Champion with just one Pokemon with... All the other ones I could find for, like, HM moves and stuff. Which quintessentially had it to, like, a party, really, of, like, three or four. Because I had a Gyarados that knew that I taught Surf, Waterfall, Whirlpool, and Strength. Then I had a Noctowl, which I caught, which I taught Fly. Then, of course, the odd one out is Bellsprout, which had, like, uh, Cut and Flash and stuff. That one wasn't used too much. But, anyway, <laughs> going through a bunch of the Elite Four and the Champion stuff... And uh, there wasn't really too much of a challenge in that regard until, like, I got around to uh, Lance. Yeah, well, Lance and stuff had, like, a little bit of, like, uh, there was just some fun moments with Lance and stuff where I either tried to take out his Dragonites and stuff, and I ended up, like, uh, <laughs> I ended up, I think, either paralyzing him with, like, my Thunder Punch in one moment and stuff, then I just started to, like, uh, sheesh. I just decided to do like a bunch of random shit and stuff, but I managed to take him out. And then I just kind of had a little thing. It's like, oh, hey, you know what? I got through the main game in like about nine hours or something like that. Yeah, like about nine hours and 47 minutes. Which that was the fastest I've ever gone through a Pokemon like Gold, Silver, and Crystal. Then I went through the after game and I got all the Kanto badges. And then all of a sudden it's like I am up through Mount Silver, and I'm facing off against Red. So, what was a fun fact was, at the time that I got to Red, I was at level 77 with Typlosion. So, I was more than a match for his Pikachu, as I managed to knock it out one hit with my Flamethrower. And that thing was like level 81. Such a random level, but... (laughs) I knocked out his Pikachu in one hit, knocked out... The Espeon that he had after using a tract and then also going through like flamethrower and stuff like that. Where it started to get most interesting when I was facing off was against his Blastoise. Now, Blastoise, water type Pokemon. Freyda, my Typlosion, fire type Pokemon. So, obviously, the big old disadvantage there, they're the same level. Blastoise goes to use Rain Dance, which boosts up water type moves. He ends up using Surf. And Surf whittles down my health all the way up until like about a quarter of it was left. I literally survived a (laughs) powered up Surf attack from a Blastoise. Which was really good for me as the next turn I was able to use a Thunder Punch and just one hit KO the damn thing. (laughs) So I did that and also I faced off against Red Snorlax. Also kind of a little bit of like uh, a pain in the ass as well. But... I managed to go through, use a tract on the thing, because my starter Pokemon is a female Pokemon, and using a tract on a male counterpart and stuff, it they only give them like about a 50% chance of the dude actually landing an attack. Which, that's ended up what happened. He didn't land a lot of his attacks, and that led, led, led me to go through and use moves like Thunder Punch and Flamethrower, until eventually I knocked it out. So, after doing that, he only had two Pokemon left that I could easily take care of. His Charizard and his Venusaur. And so, I went forth with his Charizard, used Thunder Punch, boom, he was gone. Venusaur's last one left, used Flamethrower, easy, 
picking apart. And uh, yeah, that was probably one of the most epic moments I think I've ever had in a Pokemon game where I was literally so close to being beaten by his Blastoise, but I ended up surviving it and just kicking the shit out of the rest of his team <laughs> to where I basically <laughs> swept red with just one Pokemon. I've never done that, man. He's supposed to be the hardest trainer in the game. And I basically went forth with just one creature and just beat him. So, I'm not done yet with this whole Pokemon, <laughs> with this whole, like, Poke Warriors way. As afterwards, I spent, like, about a day resting from playing any type of games because I went through, like, a big old slog of, like, a session of both Pokemon Blue and Pokemon Crystal back-to-back. So, after about a day's rest, I started Pokemon Emerald. Now, Pokemon Emerald, that one is a little bit tougher, as it has a has some enemy NPCs, which are increased. It has more emphasis on double battles, and the gym leaders are a bit more reworked, so they're a little bit more difficult. At this moment in time, I am almost about nine hours in to Pokemon Emerald. I have... I have, I want to say, four badges right now. I chose a Mudkip, which is now fully evolved into a Swampert. I have, I got a Talo, which I fully evolved into Swellow and little, little fighting type, a little like uh, Makahita, which I involved a Hariyama, that big old like sumo wrestler type Pokemon that uses Fake Out and uses this and that. And most recently today, I caught a little um, like uh, Electrike, which I'm going. Which I gave him the nickname of Freddy. And I'm going to evolve him into a Magnectric pretty soon. So my whole theme for the naming of this group of creatures, this group, this party, this playthrough, has to resolve around, like, rock musicians. So my lead Pokemon, which is my Swampert, I nicknamed him Axel from, like, uh, Guns N' Roses. You know, Axel Rose. Then, of course, my Swellow that I got going is, like... Uh, his nickname is Bond, which I go from like Bond Scott from ACDC. Now we have my Makuhita that I evolved in the Hariyama. Let's see. I forget his nickname now. God damn it. <laughs> but uh, like I said before, my Electric, I got it was like Freddy and this and that and stuff. So, yeah, you know what? Just going through and playing through these Pokemon games back to back to back and stuff, it's more or less sort of like a Iron Man sort of run. It's something that I've never actually have done before, but at the same point, it's like, I don't know when I'm going to stop. I don't know if I'm going to stop, but uh, I'm just writing this out because I'm on to, I feel like I'm on to something pretty cool, you know? Like, I've never done it before where I've played multiple games of the same type, like multiple RPGs, back to back to back, you know, knowing what to do and then going through progressively sliding up into, like, the upper echelon. <laughs> so, other than that, though, I play a little bit more of Burnout Paradise Remastered, which, you know, you know what? That was uh, pretty fun, like, you and I, like, last night, just going through, playing little bits here and there. Unlocked a hell of a lot of trophies. Yeah, we did. <laughs> yeah, like, six or seven. Yeah, and basically, since we couldn't do, like, any type of main parts of uh, missions or, like, races or road races or whatever... We managed to get through a lot of the signs and a lot of the uh, billboards to where a lot, of, like, we had most of the yellow signs taken out, and we have, like, at least half of the freaking big old billboards done. 
Well, you do. I got like uh, 40 or so of those done. Yeah, the I billboards, think... but I got over 300 of the 400 uh, signs. So. Yeah, I, I got like about half the billboard signs. I got like about 62 out of the 120. Plus, I got like over 300 of the yellow signs, the yellow like roadblock things done. And then I have like about 27 out of the 50 super jumps done. It's like, I don't know how they fit so much content inside this damn game, but it is such an amazing experience going through Paradise City, discovering little bits here and there and stuff and then like uh going on the occasional race or the occasional mark man run or the occasional road rage or the hot routes <laughs> and stuff it is such a treat just to do that type of stuff i mean i'm still enjoying the hell out of it third time i've actually picked it up and stuff and i was just streaming a little bit before we even started podcasting and i was like okay let's play a little bit of this about 30 or 40 minutes later oh hey okay i'm finished for right now <laughs> yeah yeah, it's it's a great game just to pick up. Like I'll pick it up and play for twenty, thirty minutes. You can knock out a handful of uh, um, events, and you can turn it off. It's great. I mean, I, I love. I mean, I love those kind of games now, where you don't have to invest two hours into it to feel like you actually accomplished something. I know. Uh, oh, yeah, it's great. It, it's great. You could play the game for six hours and have fun, or you could play the game for uh, you know half an hour and have equal amount of fun and also get you know a good chunk of stuff done in that game so where i am now like that's perfect game for me to play and i yeah i've like i think i've put seven or eight hours into it and uh i don't feel like i'm anywhere near done with that game yeah i'm kind of the same way too where it's like i've put i want to say i'll put like about three or four hours into the game in itself but uh I'm definitely not done with it yet. I have currently unlocked the C license. I need like about nine more wins in order to get to the B license and all the other stuff. <clears throat> I know I'm probably going to go ahead and probably beat the game sooner or later because, hey, this game is still very fun. I could still do a lot of various stuff, unlock a bunch of vehicles. And that's the thing. It's such a good experience to where you can just bullshit around and just like play games with like certain friends or just do whatever you want around Paradise City. And it just feels really organic. It feels fresh. And it feels like there is constantly something to do, which is really vital inside of an open world game. And there really isn't too many games that are like Burnout Paradise, which is... In and of itself, kind of amazing that after years of not playing the game, I can pick it up and just think, oh yeah, this is fairly familiar, and I like this game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. That's great. It's fun. Like I said, it's great to be back there. Yeah. Um, did you play other anything than, else, though? Nah, man. Other than that, though, I'm pretty much good. I've pretty much played only those three games this week. Okay. Um. So, like I said... I played a few different games, but I really haven't delved too much into anything. Like, I probably played four or five hours of, um, actually more than that, because I think the, like, this time last week I only put an hour into Burnout Paradise, and I'm seven or eight hours in. So I played a good chunk of Burnout Paradise, but uh, uh, a few of the games I played that I really haven't put too much time into. Um, I, I started playing a game called Moss. Uh, it is a I've talked about I've talked about it a handful of times over the last six months or so. Uh, it came out. I want to say end of February it is a PSVR game. Um, you play, um, so kind of how it works is you are. The setup to the game is like it's it's 
told like a, a fairy tale like to a kid um and like you can flip the pages and read the and like someone there's a narrator that narrates the story to you and you're actually you are basically the storyteller you're the reader actually and the kind of what the story of the game is is there's this mouse named quill and uh she finds this uh crystal or glass or whatever and she uh now she can see you like you're like the reader and she can see you and you can uh uh interact with objects too and you can help her get through the uh through the environment through the world it's kind of a platformer and uh, she can see you and but nobody else can uh and she's like the chosen one and like some terrible things happen it kind of starts off in the story and like basically their kingdom was taken over by this um these this evil force and uh you know a lot of times gone by and you're like living out in the, in the woods uh in this you know this new village of yours and so you find this show it's your uncle uh, who's also a mouse they're basically everybody in this game is a mouse and um <laughs> uh she shows us like hey i found this crystal and now i have this this person here and she kind of and your uncle tells you or quill's uncle tells you like you're the chosen one and like i guess he was sworn to protect uh the kingdom so he's gonna go uh he goes off and like disappears so now quill is like well i gotta go after my uncle and find my uncle and like like i said you kind of go through and you, you can like control the environment and like you move the ps4 controller around uh and you can grab objects and move them to get to the next section or move things out of the way to you know to keep going on and you control quill and you can actually like there's i, I won't i play for like 45 minutes i want to say uh i started feeling a little sick about there so i shut it off uh which sucks because I, I i really want to keep playing that game but um uh it's it's cool like some things you can do like the, the way the story is told is really well done i love the kind of the style of it like this is not like a game that's going to blow you away graphically but as far as like the games i played on ps uh, on the on the vr uh is probably one of the better looking ones the, like maybe not from like pure graphics and power but just the style and the way things are done like and like you're this game so far this entire game for me is taking place in the woods and it feels like you're in the woods like there's like you birds fly by you and like almost like you can almost feel the wind in a way like i'm so sucked into this game like i almost felt like the wind of like the the wings flapping by me or like the the wind uh just you know of the you could you hear the trees ruffling you can almost feel like the wind going by you almost feel like you're in this wood in the woods like there's a deer uh off off to the side like you can see in the background and just the way you can look look around and you can see things it's just like i feel like i am in this game right now i feel like the reader i like they've done they've done this is a phenomenal job of sucking in this world in a very quick um uh, amount of time and yeah it's just it's not like an incredibly fun game like but just like the way you're sucked into it and the way the game works like they do a great job of like you're in this world now and like the the combat is kind of whatever it's nothing super fantastic the what you do the platforming isn't like ooh, this isn't mario it's not mario uh they, they don't do anything uh gameplay wise exceptionally well other than the world building is like where the like this is that's where the game is at and um like it feels like to me like i've only like i said i only played it for like 45 minutes or so uh this is like feels like the first like uh s- system seller in a way for the 
for the VR headset for for PSVR. For me personally, I play a lot of cool games like the, the cool like tech demos. Like ah, I played for twenty minutes. I'm kind of done with this. I don't really feel like I'm gonna play too much more of this, if any of this at all. And this feels like the first one. Like this feels like something different. Um, this isn't. I don't want to make, make this. This isn't like Last of Us or like Uncharted or Halo and like that. As far as like this isn't gonna be like an all time like great game when we look back upon things probably but uh i think for what you know people are looking for at this stage in the game now uh this is it's 30 bucks i think um i think it's downloadable only i think it's worth checking out uh if you have a, a vr headset for a psvr headset it's a, it's a playstation exclusive um so at least check out some videos and read some reviews or something like that but i, I think it's definitely one of those games you should check out uh, I want to keep playing it. Um, I didn't want to stop playing it when I did. Just like I said, I was starting to feel a little queasy, uh, which is a huge bummer. Um, but it's definitely something I'm going to go back to later. Um, it's one of the games like, I, it sucks about PSVR. Is like, I feel like I got to do it like on a night where like, I don't really have any like, all right, I'm not really doing anything. Uh, you know, I'm, like, cause I'm, I'm probably the last like half dozen times I played it. I've got, I felt like sick afterwards. Um, so yeah. Uh, kind of kind of balance that out. But uh, a couple of games I played. Um, I mentioned it last week. I got Gamefly. I got like a deal for like you know for like a month for a dollar, and I got Kirby Star Allies. And um, I played the first world. I beat the first boss, and um, it's not grabbing me, man. I was telling you yesterday. It's like oh, I played like the first two levels, and it seemed fine. Uh, yeah. But I want to give it the. I want to at least play the first world and see if it kind of like what if it can get can gets hooks in me, and it it's done nothing for me. It's just. I just feel like I'm going with the motions for this game. Like it's not really, like it's not a bad game. Like I don't want to no, diss it no. and say like, oh, this is a terrible game or it's a bad game. It just, it's kind of overly simple and like I feel like, like not like you can really just not do anything and your your teammates your, you can grab like you can basically grab get three new friends uh, and you have four just four of you now you can or you can do co op and um, it's like you get three friends on with you. It's like they can they just kind of do everything. Like even if you want to like just do everything on your own, you really can't because they just kind of jump in there and they just take over. Uh, and w- like when you're like you're fighting bosses, it's like I really don't even know what's happening. It's so chaotic on the screen, so I can't tell who's who, who's doing what. Am I being hit? Are they being hit? Uh, is the enemy being hit? Are my teammates being hit? Like it's just kind of uh, kind of a right, up right. mess. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't think I'm going to play it anymore. Really? I'm going to, I don't know. I might give it another shot, but it, I'm not getting my hopes up for this one. It's kind of a bummer. I'm glad I didn't buy it now, but, uh, like, I don't want to sit there and like, I'm not trying to say it's a bad game. I think it's just one of those cases where it's not my game. Um, right, right. Yeah, so, I understand. That's understandable. Yeah. <laughs> um, in the last game I played, and I talked about a little bit last week, but I, I, uh, pick, I started playing uh, detective Pikachu. Yep. Um, I came on 3DS on Friday. I played through the first uh, like uh, uh, case, I guess. Uh, starts off, you are Tim Goodman. Your father disappeared a couple of years ago, and you're gonna go to his uh, his offices and talk to his uh, coworkers and try to figure out what happened. And um, on the way there, you like something happens, and like these, I don't know what the hell they are, uh, like ape things like like they steal your they they uh steal like this little kid's uh necklace and they're trying to you're trying to get it back 
And yeah. along the way, you bump into uh, Detect- Detective Pikachu. He's got a really cool hat. And um, you uh, come to find out, this is, this is all in the first like hour of the game, but basically Detective Pikachu uh, lost his memories. Like, But he can vaguely remember some things and just kind of what things that people have told him. But actually, Tim Goodman's uh, father uh, was Detective Pikachu's partner. Mm-hmm. And so they work together, and he's but like something happened, and he's trying to he's Detective Pikachu is trying to put back together his memories, figure out what happened to his partner, and Tim's also trying to find his dad. And um, like I said, they only played the first mission, uh, so kind of basically more more or less a tutorial. Uh, but like the gameplay itself is fairly sim- sim- simplistic. Like I felt like I figured out like kind of what was going on like twenty minutes before I got to the part where like. Like, hey, this is what's going on. I'm like, yeah, I know. I figured that out a while ago. But you got to go through the process to get there, um, which I hope is not like a, a constant issue throughout the game. Uh, but like the uh, Tim and Detective Pikachu, too, uh, more importantly, uh, are really interesting characters. And I like kind of uh, Detective Pikachu's like style. He's like a grizzled old like uh, detective, basically, uh-huh. uh, is what I think of when I when like let's just let's talk. And he loves like. He absolutely loves coffee, uh, which, you know, uh, he maybe detect Pikachu is my spirit animal because um, <laughs> I am a man who loves coffee as well. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I'm going to keep playing it. Like like I said, all three of these games, I've only dabbled in a little bit. Like, Moz played about 45 minutes of. Detective Pikachu played about an hour of. Same with Kirby Star Allies. Um, so, not really my full impressions on these yet, but uh, so far, you know, for Moss and Tech Pikachu off to really good starts. Games where I want to keep playing them and check them out. So that's really what I've been playing this week. Um, I'll talk about more next week and Far Cry 5. I got that one uh, hmm. pre-ordered and I got it. Actually, I already been downloaded. And I just got to wait for it to come out on Tuesday. Um, but yeah, so um, I think that's pretty much going to wrap up the show for the week. Gables, uh, like I said, yep. not a lot going on. Hopefully... You know, the game's coming out now. Can't have games and news at the same time. Uh, it's kind of like, seems how the world works for video games. Um, but uh, if you guys want to hear more from us, we have a page, uh, Facebook page and group. It's uh, Drunk Nerds Podcast. Uh, Drunk Dashers Podcast, sorry. Uh, like and join us on there. On Twitch, uh, Drunk Nerds Podcast. Follow us and uh, please send us friend requests. We're like friends, friends are good. On uh, Twitch, or I'm sorry, Twitter, we're at Drunk Nerds Pod. Uh, follow us on there, please. And then on YouTube, we are uh, Drunk Nerds Podcast. So uh, uh, subscribe to us on there. And uh, go on there and uh, our, our podcast goes up there. Go ahead, please give us a big thumbs up. Like, share, and subscribe. All that good stuff. And also on iTunes, uh, Drunk Nerds Podcast. Uh, subscribe to us on there. Leave us a five-star review. And nice little comment. We really appreciate if you did that. Helps more people see us. So if you like us and you want us to be a little more successful, we really appreciate if you did that. Um, but uh, I was your host. I was, I was Tyler. I have been Colonel Gables. So until next week, everyone, I hope you have yourself a good week. Hope you play a couple of very decent games if you can. And among us, you just have yourself a nice week. Yep. Hey, Gables. Ah. Too sweet. Too sweet. (laughs) Bye, guys. See ya.